0: Welcome back, everyone, to another YouTube Live Monday show. My name is Aaron, your host at the Slab Stocks YouTube channel, joined by Nate, 6 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. We're here answering questions and running through a topic. And, of course, you all see the topic of today's video. It's investing in the right right, sports cards. So let me preface this entire discussion by, first off, thank you for being here. Secondly, uh, this has nothing to do with collecting. It has nothing to do with collecting what you like. Um, this is all just straight data and facts and looking at different sets and different players and which cards get the highest ROI. This might not be a discussion for you if you are a strictly a collector. Now, I will also say that I am a collector. I have so many cards that have not risen in value over the last like three years, and Nate does too.
1: And just, I have a lot of cards that have decreased in value. Shout out to Vontae Graham.
0: Exactly, exactly. So basically my point in saying that is that, yes, this is going to be very like investor-focused. I don't want those of you sitting here being like, oh, all they do is just care about the ROI. It's not that. It's just that this is a good discussion to have because with Otani going off yesterday, that was a huge home run. Oh, I saw the replay. Right off the bat, that thing was just torqued. And uh, then throwing, up, throwing over 100 miles per hour um yeah it's it's worth a discussion to have because there's some findings i i came upon uh that i think is w- worth talking about and worth having you all discuss too so what's up uh Joel michael brown global sports car investor marcus post how are we doing good to see you all back in the house let's get this screen share going let's get the discussion going investing in the right card so we have a few slides to share that bring up some examples you all can bring up more examples in the chat and we can talk about them Uh, to get some discussion going. Please, we encourage you all to talk about what we're talking about on screen, and we'll share some of your comments and highlight you all uh, for your good input as the show goes on. Uh, So basically – One
1: second, one second, one second. Before we begin. Yes. Yuck, we both invested in Devontae Graham. I would like to point out that I was merely a I love Kansas, and uh, I bought Devontae Graham cards – So I don't really know if it's considered an investment. But, yes, I spent money on him. Not a ton (laughs) of money, actually,
0: considering I bought him when he was dirt cheap. Very little. Very little money was spent. (laughs) Okay, now we'll get going. Yes. So this all rose, this discussion, because Otani's big hit last night, I was talking with some guys in a group chat that we've been in with uh, for a while. And I used to own the card on the right, that dual autograph of uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. I bought that card back in 2019, I'm pretty sure. I graded it. It got a PSA 10. And I think I sold it to my my good friend, uh, Tyler Wagner, previous pitch, uh, Brewers pitcher, an ex-MLB player. One of the first, actually, players that Nate and I ever had contact with. Actually, sure. he was the first, which is really cool. And uh, he was huge in the her- into the Heritage set. And I loved the card, but... I was selling off the baseball cards, and uh, that one went with it. So I was like so bum last night seeing Otani finally healthy and everything like going off. I'm like, let me just check in and see how much this thing is worth to see if I'm like gonna be super regretful or not. Well, the non graded sold on auction for a thousand one hundred ninety. I'm pretty sure I sold my ten for maybe like seventeen hundred bucks. Uh, a PSA nine on November tenth, two thousand nineteen, sold for seven hundred fifty dollars. So it's a sixty percent rise in value over the last, you know, year and a half. But if you bought the Topps Chrome Update Base PSA ten, it was sixteen dollars a pop, <laughs> sixteen bucks a piece for that Topps Chrome Update PSA ten. For, really? for PSA ten? Yeah, man, that, that you get it for cheaper than you could grade to it. To grade a card, it was eight. It was eight dollars to grade a card. You probably were buying the card for like a dollar or like fifty cents at the time. Fifty cents or a dollar. So you're in it for like nine bucks and then maybe some fees and some shipping along the way. And you're like breaking even probably on it at that point. So pretty crazy to see that, but $16. And as of March 14th, 2021, the reason why I picked that date is because that was the last point that that dual autograph sold. I couldn't go and take the price from last night after the home run and the pitching, because that just wouldn't be fair. Um, it, it wouldn't make a huge difference. Cause it's like 190. Now it make a big difference in the Otani on the left percentage, but you know, either way, this card ROI percent smashing the, the dual auto. And uh, that's up 588% from $16 to $110 on March 14th. And now it's like 190. So, you know, even more so than that now. And and the crazy thing is that if you spent $750 on November or in November 2019 on the Otani base PSA 10s, you would have, I think it was like 5,500. I computed on March 14th and bring that all the way today. And that would probably be you know, around eight, eight, eighty-seven, 8, fifty, or nine thousand, or something. If it's at one ninety, and then for the trout, you'd have probably like twelve hundred bucks because I don't think that card's probably risen in value much. There's another PSA nine, I think it's from high number though. Uh, that's listed at like thirteen hundred dollars of best offer. So that card definitely hasn't moved much in the last like two, three weeks. Maybe it's still like thirteen hundred dollars now because Otani playing well. But it it is quite wild. It's quite wild to sit here and literally think that that thing 10 times the output of the dual auto in the last two Especially years considering you know mike trout is on it yeah it's insane exactly it's an on-card auto of both of them it's numbered out of 25 from heritage uh now here's the big thing is that it's not a rookie auto i mean that this was a 2019 card it's a second year otani card um eighth year trout card if that year matters which it doesn't uh but but really even if it was a rookie i don't even think it would touch 588 percent. now here's the thing though: you're probably sitting here today and like oh my gosh history's gonna repeat itself two years from now you know there's no way i should be buying two of the or at least one of the greatest players of all time and then another you know big player in the mlb potentially huge if he can stay healthy uh I wouldn't be so sure about that because now the price has risen so much on these base PSA tens, not just now Tani Bun, all the other players over the last two years. I don't know if we're going to see the same output over the next two years, or even really close to that. I think we kind of hit. It just depends on how many people come to cards. But I, I almost think that the amount of people now chasing these base PSA tens is going to be so much lower the next two years than the previous two years. And hey, go ahead. No, you can you can finish. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I just don't, I just, it's hard for now. I'd, I'd say two years ago, we'd also say the same thing. Like, Oh my gosh, no way that base PSA 10 outpaces the dual auto. So yeah. maybe that's, maybe that's just me not listening to the data right now. Maybe I should sit here and say, Oh, everyone should, if you're looking for ROI only, no, nothing about collecting only in it for the future monetary gain you should buy base PSA 10s, which actually probably still makes sense. I mean, that's why people buy them today. Right most liquid, you know, it makes the most sense selling them. Most pe- more people are looking for them. More people can afford them too. That actually is a really big thing. More people can afford that card, which makes it easier to get, which means that the price can go up faster. Yep. So that is not something to pass over that we're comparing $750 of spending. But in reality, all you have to do would have be, uh, you would just would have had to spend between 16 and $110 between November, 2019 and March, uh, 2021.
1: Um, I think a good point thing to point out again, Aaron, you, did it, you just did it. But for those people that are coming in, this is strictly return on investment. Obviously, I think every collector in here. There's no, there's no doubt, you would rather buy, one of these Otani Trout autos than, you know, ten of these, uh, Topps Chrome updates. Right? right. Yeah. And so. Um, that's why, this, that's why this conversation is important, because if you just put these two cards up here and asked anybody in this room watching this right now what they'd rather have for the future, 100%. I guarantee it, 100% would pick that mic drop. Yeah,
0: I agree, too. Looks like you just hit your camera about four feet to the left. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, really, really crazy. And uh, T206 guy, he's bringing up some parallels now. You know, look at Prism Green or Prism Red, White, and Blue. They often sell for the same price as base. I see them often selling for less than bright base. It's a no-brainer, but everyone's got their blinders. Uh, I think that maybe he's just talking about uh, liquid base PSA tens. I'm not sure. Either way, it still matters what he said. Is that parallels do? You know, the the non-numbered parallels often, like the Red, White, and Blue specifically, are around the same cost, and they don't rise as fast either. We'll actually look into that a little bit later. Let's move on to the next example. Hey, question question yeah. for you before you uh, go on. Ohtani you always questions. do this, right? Right when I switch the screen, you always bring up one more thing. Yeah.
1: Uh, 2019 Top Series 2, Otani jersey auto number to 10. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Two, $4,000 nowadays?
0: Dude, it's probably like 200 bucks. <laughs> I know you're, I mean, I know you're joking. But... For it,
1: so. <laughs> How much are you selling for? 265 which is absurd considering yeah. it was a
0: we were at brewtown previewing series two for the first time is like right on release day we were buying boxes for 55 bucks top series two in 2019 and they pulls an otani auto number out of 10 little did we know that card would be worth like way less than a series two base psa 10 up to t's when those are probably going to be like 40 bucks out of release 30 bucks out of release which Isn't is that crazy? That's, that's so wild that's so wild absurd it's <laughs> crazy um Global sports investor with a great point here. And we, we bring this up, too, through our, some of our past live streams. I think there's going to be an absolutely insane amount of junk slabs in the coming months. Yeah, with the backlog starting to get cleared by PSA as they work through that more with being suspended, uh, their services, the everything under $300, I definitely, definitely, definitely can see pop reports multiply exponentially on 2019 cards of like Prism, Tyler, Hero. You know, like Zion, a lot of people were probably sending in on that like 50 to maybe $100 grading because it's obviously expensive card. People might want to grade it, get their money out, buy something else. But guys like Tyler Hero, no one was spending $50 to grade that base card You know, no one was spending $100. So all those were getting sent in on the 14, 15, up to $20, whatever they were at the most recent grading service level. And those are the cards that are going to be pumped into the market now. I mean, you look at the, the population for Tyler Hero compared to Zion. You know, just wait until all those value submissions get cleared from the past, like, I don't know, since, you know, September. That's when they're – oh, no, values all the way back to, I think, August or July right now. So all of that time August – August 3rd, I believe. August 3rd right now? Yeah, so that that's crazy. That's really, really crazy. Which, the bubble – did the bubble even start up yet by August 3rd? It was, like, August uh, – no, it just, it just was starting. I think the very end of July was, like, the first game. Yeah, so you have –
1: a bazillion Tyler heroes in that in PSA, yes. PSA right
0: now, and it's not just Tyler hero. It's just the first guy that came to my mind. It's you know anyone from that 2019 class, and even baseball. I mean, think about all the tops chrome base from like Bobuchet and all those oh, guys that are so, so much tops chrome, so many tops chrome autos. Yeah, even even series one. Uh, think of how many Randy Rose Arenas are going to show up. Exactly, exactly. So like, I guess we bring this up, and really global sports car investor brought up this point right now. To think about if you own those PSA 10s and you look at the pop report and you have a player that's maybe inferior to the best player on that set. So if you look at your your Randy or Rosarena, you're like, holy cow, there's like a tenth of them compared to Bo Bichette. Well, that's not because there was a tenth of them made. That's because there's a tenth of them being willing to be sent to get graded, you know, forever ago. So you should maybe be thinking about selling that right now, regardless of what you think about Randy or Rosarena and buying them later especially once they get flooded into the, uh, into the market. Yep. And that goes, that goes for every guy
1: from 2020 and beyond. Uh, even, you know, your Kyle Lewis's your yard on yeah. your Luis Roberts. And uh, Luis Robert probably has quite a few graded because he was pretty expensive. I agree, to to 10. I agree
0: but there's probably gonna be more to be graded, but uh, will thank you for that comment. Hey guys, thanks for the lecture series. Uh, not just a lecture, we want you all to be discussing too, which is why you bring up your points here. Baseball has been especially useful, so complicated. LOL. Nate, thank you for uh, helping out Will. Will, you're welcome. <laughs> there we go. All right. So that was the first example. Now we'll move on to. Wait, example. wait, wait. One more. Oh my, just kidding. Just kidding. It's <laughs> about to snap. <laughs> about to snap. Uh, okay. We are moving on to the basketball example. So. Once again, I'm going to preface every single example saying this is strictly ROI. This has nothing to do with collecting. We are looking at just the data. If you love collecting, we love collecting too. So we love you being here. But we just want to make sure that this is known that we're talking about the ROI and the investment only of these for the last two years on most of these. So this is Luka Doncic Select Red out of 199 PSA 10. This card was 96 bucks June of 2019, $96. No one was really searching for PSA 10s of that select set. Now it's four thousand three hundred fifty on March fourth. The impeccable patch auto number ninety nine. I think, like Nate said before, everyone would agree. Hey, we would way rather have that in our collection, regardless of it's signed by Luca's mom or Luca himself. It just looks sweet. <laughs> impeccable is a canvas card. Uh, it looks beautiful. The patch is awesome. So I think we all get that. But that card was nine hundred ninety on July seventeenth, twenty nineteen. That was the closest time range I could get of those two cards. Was uh, like a month apart. And now that lucas fifteen k which is amazing I mean I think a lot of people if they had that nine hundred ninety like maybe they just say oh I can get that one card i mean no one was buying no one was buying ten p s a tens of that select red at that time there were not ten select p s a tens that were selling through the market there's actually not even that many that have sold over the last two years through auction um you might have been able to get maybe like four and then add in a light blue or something at a white which that's what we're talking about here when it, obviously it's a lot more difficult to stack 10 of the same, but investing 10 of the similar like cards would have done you four times better, or at least, you know, three and a half or so, 3.25. than the impeccable patch out of Luca. Uh, the same thing applies here is that 99% of people could spend $96 versus $990. Generally what we see is if you buy in volume and you are willing to do the work, You're willing to grade. You're willing to be flexible. You're willing to hold multiple cards. You're willing to do the listing, the shipping, the scanning, all that stuff. You oftentimes can end up better as long as you know what you're buying. And we say that because there's oftentimes that you could go. And I didn't even bring up an example like this. I mean, I chose a good patch auto here. Impeccable is a good patch autograph. People actually want that card to invest. I could have went and picked something like a Vanguard patch auto of Chronicles. That would have been way worse than the 1,415%. Um, there's a lot of noise out there in the market. And if you're not buying the right card for investment, collecting, buy what you like. But if you're not buying the right card, it makes it very, very difficult to actually see those gains. Go ahead, Nate. Um,
1: Just an example from Aaron in my past. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, one name brand thing like Select and one secondary brand like Impeccable. Even though Impeccable is very nice, you know, it's not National Treasures. and It's not Flawless. Right. It's not a Right. <laughs> Just in our experience, we bought <coughs> a Nate Pearson Red Wave. Yeah. Number to five for 300 bucks. Um, graded it ourselves, graded at BGS. That was the thing to do at the time. And uh, got 600 for it. So the BGS 95, 5 uh, and after a good year and a half and him shooting up the prospect rankings for two years, we sold it for double. In that same time, you could have gotten a uh Nate Pearson non-graded base auto I'm pretty sure 10 bucks. 10, to 10 to fifteen dollars depending on shipping and sold it for 45 to 50 at the same time and you would have netted substantially more money if you just put that 300 dollars into base autos than the red wave so it doesn't even have to be uh a secondary brand to a name brand thing it can be just a higher numbered card in the same set to like a base.
0: Yeah, and and clearly Red Wave isn't the cream of the crop. It's not the true red. But then again, beggars can't be choosers when you're buying high-end Bowman Chrome. I mean, we had a Red Wave ending an auction. I think there's probably some eBay bucks. We were in person together. It was just it was we, going had, well. we
1: had. If I remember correctly, we had like a fifteen percent off coupon, which eBay doesn't do anymore. You're right.
0: That's what it was not. It might have been eBay bucks too, but it was definitely a fifteen percent off coupon. Um, that was pretty wild, actually, to think about that they're actually doing that. Fifteen percent off. They're only collecting ten percent of the fees. Could you imagine? Um, no, no. They get abused. They will lose so much money. <laughs> but, uh, and, hey, that's that's a great point, Nate. That is how much the sports car market's grown in the past two years. They used to send out 50% coupons to lose money to get people to buy cards. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's um, crazy. But wild, wild, wild stuff. And Yeah. That I mean, we we sat there and we looked and we're like, wow, we could have went like four X and even with grading too, then it would have been even wilder than just the the base autos. Yeah. All right, next example. Now this is kind of what I'm talking about when we talk about like a super inferior card. So we got the wonder Franco first Bowman Chrome base PSA ten non auto versus the top 100 insert. Could have bought the base Chrome PSA ten for thirty bucks on September or sorry November 11th 2019. $30 for that card, Nate. Uh, the top 100 insert was $10 at the time, which is clearly you're losing money on a PSA 10 grade of a Wander Franco card. Um, that is ridiculous to think about you grading for eight. You're buying the card for 50 cents probably. And even after fees and shipping, I mean, you're definitely down money. You're negative. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a you have to bring it to a show and try to get a dollar. Right. That's, that's right. brutal. Now, now here's the thing. So this is, Honestly, I thought that this would be way more of a of a uh, difference between these two percentages. So the Bowman Chrome-based PSA 10, 817% ROI. The f- top 100, PSA 10, 500%. Uh, I really do think if PSA wasn't as big of a brand right now, I think that so much of that 500% gain is just because of how hard it is to grade PSA cards now. Get PSA hey, 10s. Come talk to me when
1: that when that insert right there is 100 plus bucks. You have one? Well, I do have some at PSA, but I sent him in because I think it's going to probably, people are, he's going to get called up and people are going to go crazy and they're not going to be able to get chromes or mojos or colored or autos. And they're going to move, they've moved to paper and
0: then yeah. they're going to move to the lowest rung, which
1: is this top 100 insert.
0: I, w- I wish it said he's the number one prospect on there because it'd be way cooler instead of number four. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say that I'm not saying it's a bad card I was just saying that like I feel like so much of that 60 dollars right now is made up because of how you can't grade that card by a PSA right now or even like two months ago you know like I don't think inherently that that card's probably worth 60 bucks but it makes sense that once you get PSA 10 that it is so uh so pr- pretty pretty wild to see you know like that's a case of you know buy if you didn't know I think a lot of people could probably, bump up to $30 spend versus a $10 spend for that card. We're not looking at like a $900 or $1,000 swing potentially on a card. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good saying that like this is definitely a situation to where knowing what the card is to buy makes a big difference. If you come into the sports cards for the first time, you could probably very easily make a mistake just thinking you're buying a Bowman Chrome uh, Franco PSA 10 and, you know, it, all is good. And you see a $20 price difference, so you might think, oh, you know, it's worth it, save the save of 20 bucks. But, you know, in the end, you're uh, you're definitely missing out on like 100 bucks after if you bought three of those uh top 100 insert PSA 10s. Yeah. Though, I mean, still really good. Hey, quick quick comment yeah. here Nate, thoughts on Luciano?
1: Buy him. Buy him, buy him, buy him. I think he is going to if not I think if he is not a top 5 prospect by the end of the year, I will be absolutely shocked. And you got uh Nader and Julio Rodriguez get called up? Yeah. He's probably number 1. I got you. And Andrew Vaughn's getting called up, and Adley Rushman got, might get called up. And yeah, well, uh, what about your Mojo PSA ten? <laughs> yeah, I'm holding on to it. I'm <laughs> just making Forever. sure that people know you got the Mojo PSA ten. Oh well, yeah, I have I have various cards of guys that I've pulled over the years and like, and will grade yeah. and hold. I love Mojos. I just bought a Robert uh, Paulson sure. uh, Mojo the other day, PSA nine. For sure. Wow, that's very. Very random. Look at the comment. Yup, just bought a PSA nine the other day. That was wild. That popped up at the exact same time I that left my mouth. Robert Pauzyn. Yeah,
0: for top five prospect.
1: No, 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 no. Oh. I had said I just bought a mojo of him the other day, and then that came up.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, the sun's hitting me in the face right now. All right, next slide. Soccer example for you. I know there's a lot of soccer fans in here, potentially. Uh, We are looking. This is more of a short-term example. So we had January 31st and January 24th. Very short-term. Three, two, three months. um, I guess three months now. And we're looking at the Messi silver PSA 9 versus the Messi red and blue wave from 2018 Prism World Cup. And I saw – who was that earlier? T206 brought up the, the red, white, and blue from basketball. Well, this is kind of the equivalent for soccer. 50% ROI gain in the last two to three months, spending 80 bucks going to 120 I know that this is a PSA 9. I know that it's not the same as a non-graded card. I know you can maybe grade that ruby or the red and blue wave and make up some ROI there. But let's just be real. If you're spending 80 bucks and you're spending $152, I mean, you're still spending that money and you're not getting that messy graded that quickly so the amount of money you're spending still matters and the card still matters even if it is a psa9 it's another option to buy and that gained 179 in the last three months so it's tripling the uh the roi output of that uh of that red and blue wave from 2018 prison world cup which is crazy crazy i mean really it does it really does matter what cards you're buying it really 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 does matter and i don't want that to just get like brushed away and now Now that we're 25 minutes in and those might have uh, joined later in this show, we want to make sure that you know that this is all ROI focused. This is all investment focused. That does not mean that we don't like collecting cards. Nate and I both have cards for many years that we have that have gained no value and we love them because we're collecting them. Uh, We just want to bring up that there is definitely a point here to, if you're investing cards for the monetary benefit only, um, you can buy the wrong card. You can. It's just fact. And we want to make sure that people are thinking about that, you know, because we hear stories of people saying like, oh, shoot, if only I bought the right card, I I had the guy, but I had the wrong card. And that's the worst. When you're really right on a guy and you don't buy the right card and you see other cards like triple in value and you're just sitting there like, oh, my card barely moved. You know, that's not fun if you're trying to sell it. And it really depends on market like basketball,
1: optic moves, select moves, prism moves, right? Hoops, moves onerous moves, national treasures moves, but like for baseball, big market but smaller market. You've got your Bowman Chrome, you've got your Topps flagship, you've got your Topps Chrome. Topps Heritage is like next in line, but it it just doesn't move as much. We covered that in the first one, but even like not not even just like the dual auto. Aaron covered first, like a Topps Chrome uh, or Topps Heritage Chrome refractors, really nice card number to five sixty nine depending on the year. Um, And you look at the price rise on those bad boys compared to like just a, like a Vlagrero Tops Chrome um, PSA 10. And even though it's a significantly better card, I'd much rather have it. You'd definitely be better off buying, you know, Vlagero Tops Chromes uh, earlier than you would have his refractors.
0: Right. Which Which literally makes no sense. This is a good point here. Really good point. Uh, I'm not really sure like, what's the right card, hobby versus retail. I'm just going to assume you're asking like hobby versus retail. Talk to me about the cards and what comes out of it. So for this specific messy example, we have the Prism uh, Red and Blue Wave. That's only in retail, only in the hanger packs uh, can you get those. And then the silver is hobby packs. Now, you also can get silvers out of retail packs, but it, it I'd say hobby packs is like probably where you get more of them. And also, silver is a very in-demand parallel, very sought after. The retail-only parallels, unless it's something that's really branded well, like the Genesis from Mosaic, or if it's, uh, you know, some, something that's very retail-exclusive and very sought after, like the Purple Pulsar's uh, 35 from uh, Prism, you know, they're not as desirable. Now, I will say, you kind of need to go case-by-case, because case, you might get a tops foil in a retail pack for baseball, and it's in a hobby box, too, and clearly foils are sought after. like They just yeah. are. Now, I will bring this up. Nate, have you been looking at any of the 2021 Top Series 1 foil rookies from this year? Dude, Joe Adele is like $8, 8 to $10. my yeah. doing- well, dude,
1: I've been seeing posts all over of boxes here, boxes
0: there, boxes everywhere. So my point is, is that they printed so much of this compared to any other year – and this was Topps's. I think this was kind of the response to the, like no one's getting cards. It's like let's just print this set to the absolute moon and see what happens and get product in stores because like I, I'm eight dollars might be too low. Maybe it's like twenty bucks. Okay, but the, one Still. of the top two rookies from the previous year says for sure not like twenty dollars on graded. You know? Yeah. So and, um, it just goes to show you
1: buy buy golds, buy golds, buy. Blacks and Independence Days, if you can buy camos, buy Mother's Days and Father's Days colors. Yeah. Uh, and a good point, point similar to your other point, is that Mother's Day pink and Father's Day blue only comes out of retail. Right? Yep. And yet you look at the prices on those bad boys compared to a black, which I think can come out of both. I could be wrong. Um, and it's way lower. You get a Alec Baum. Pink and you get an Alec Bomb Black. Even though the black is numbered higher, it is going to be significantly more expensive. Um I don't know why that is. Yeah, maybe it would
0: be better if there was just one numbered to fifty. I don't know. I, just, I one would probably help, but definitely just desirability. And you know, black has been in there for a long time, but but pink's been there a long time, not um, as long as black. Yeah, but, I mean, Independence
1: Days are as new as twenty eighteen, and they're more expensive than pinks.
0: Sure. Sure. Hey, when I opened up those two 2021 tops jumbo boxes series one, I think two or three golds out 2021 between both boxes, two or three, dude, I've opened, I've opened
1: 10 tops, hanger boxes, two gravity feed packs and two, um, cello packs. Yeah. I've maybe hit two golds. I've maybe hit like six foils and uh, one rookie foil of Jesus Sanchez. Oh, that Jesus Sanchez rookie foil came out of a hobby box. So I think I've hit no rookie
0: uh, colored. Yeah, I think that that – I think Alec Baum like gold foil is like 60 bucks too, which seems low. But we always have to remember like what does production run do to a player's rookie card, which is just why like you looked at 2015 Prism Booker PSA 10 – and it's like the same price as Luca PSA ten. While so many more people want Luca, and the demand's way higher, market cap way higher. It all has to do with the production. You know, you can't compare straight up player to player because the years are so different. This is an interesting point here from End uh, Massive. If Topps Heritage made an all Chrome brand, think like Stadium Club Chrome or Allen and Ginter Chrome. Didn't they do that last year? They did. Uh, it would be the most popular baseball card. I think it'd be interesting. I think that it, they'd be really cool. The problem is, is I think phasing in something like that now is just too late. I mean, it's hard to beat out all those years of your tops update, your tops chrome update. Like, it's just hard to introduce something and be the, the most popular. Now, I do think it'd do well. I think it'd be cool. I also think that heritage struggles in areas compared to tops chrome and tops chrome update and top series one, series two. But I do, and tops chrome too. But I do mm-hmm. really think that the fact that the chromes are short printed, they're numbered out of 999. The refractors are out of like, you know, what, 570, 569, depending on the year, 571. And the blacks are numbered off 71, 72, depending on the year. I think that makes them actually that much more desirable. And those cards are very investable. Like, those are very, those are cards that I think gain really good ROI over time versus just maybe the base PSA 10s from Heritage, just because they're just not that, there's not that much upside or like, uh, you know, luster to them. But the chrome set is very much comparable to, top school you know i 20, 2021 it's always numbered yeah. or very comparable uh, to the white the white chrome tops heritage yeah. chrome white number to 71 this year that was nice that was last year too they did that because of the black border excellent so really, really nice i remember last or, year, i mean
1: yeah. i mean last year for louis robert and boba Chat and stuff
0: yeah very nice card very nice card so cool um, I, I i love the heritage chrome uh oh no i think i forgot oh
1: One last point. So PSA, you know, talking about talking about these the foil being printed up to the wazoo, and it being impossible to find gold or any numbered cards, um, or even like Walmart. I you know I opened up uh, six Target hanger boxes, didn't get a single Target red, of even a vet, right? So even like that type of stuff's hard to hit. No short prints in any of the boxes I've hit. Even the um, even the hobby box, not a single short print. And um, if prices are 25 bucks and they printed you know 20 million alec bomb rookies
0: uh you're not even going to get 25 bucks for a psa 10 no and and in reality i mean i should have looked at the pack odds from this year's jumbo to last year's jumbo i don't have a last year's jumbo pack but uh it'd be interesting to see because it will tell you i'm pretty sure it'll tell you how many what in how many packs you get foils i mean it's for sure one in one now i don't know if it was was ever one in one for 2019 series two foils probably not yeah, every know. jumbo pack, I doubt you're getting a foil in every jumbo pack. Maybe I'm wrong here. Oh, no. I don't remember. Well, I don't know about jumbles, but for for just hanger boxes, you know, I love hanger boxes, right? Well, wait, really quick. I just yeah. realized I'm dumb. The odds don't matter if it's one in one and they print 20,000 boxes versus 50,000 boxes. It's still one in one pack and there's still half the amount. Okay, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just talking about
1: odds here. I used to love hanger boxes because every t- every hanger box I'd open up, I was getting at least a foil or a gold every single time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I have gotten two foils of two vets and six hanger boxes, no gold. Wow. Yeah, see, so uh, like- time just some crappy vet insert from tops, you know, Thurman Munson uh, retro
0: insert. And you know what's going to come with that though? Low, lower box prices. You won't be able to rip the, the boxes. That you can get a gold or foil in every hanger, you know, because those are now 80 bucks for a hanger for Series 2 versus yeah. your your retail. Now you can get, what, $10 on the Series 1, you know. So I get it, but definitely some changes with that. And what I really should say is, like, let's say that, like, gold's out of 2020, and obviously there's a one-number print difference between last year's set and this year's set. If those were like one in every three jumbo packs, which means that or one in every two to keep the math, no, one every yeah, one in every two this year. No, that's dumb. Whatever I'm trying to say, one in every five last year, so two per jumbo box, but this year it's like you know, not even one per box. If it were, you know, you'd anticipate three times or more the production run of this year's set, which I think is for sure true, and maybe even four times or more.
1: And and people think. People think, you know, 16,000 Ronald Lacuna PSA 10s are bad and inevitably going to be like 21,000 PSA 10 Tatisas or, you know, whatever it ends up being. Um, it's going to be more than a kuna probably unless, the, unless it's harder yeah. to grade. Um, the total graded, I guess, to be fair, would be more, you'd assume. And then last year, you know, Luis Roberts, somebody like that, should move up. I can't even imagine what Alec Bomb's going to be. Joe Dell
0: See, but here's the thing is that if they don't lower the prices, we won't see that then.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah, if they keep it at $25, yeah.
0: you have to send in through a group submitter for $25. It'll be tough to get those cards graded. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be really fun to track. That could actually be video. a good thing then, huh? It would increase well, the values of then, them. But... but
1: then people are going to see – the first couple are going to come out and they're going to be like, Oh, they're are $125. Cause there's not that many. I'm going to send them in for 25 bucks. And then there's going to be, you know, a bajillion out there and the prices are going to drop to
0: 40. It's going to be really weird to see. Cause we haven't had this in the past, you know, something that can actually cause a different market dynamic is just, if it's worth it, send in, you know, like if mm. it's going to be worth selling in the future, which is crazy to see it all adjust. Okay. Let's talk about some things. So slab stocks breaks last week on Tuesday, two revolution boxes one 2017 one 2020 re uh yielded a kobe impact insert which was sweet the paul That's george nice galactic kobe. which is one in eight boxes an astro diamond mitchell rookie which is also sweet and a lamella ball redemption auto which is also one in eight boxes uh that you can get an autograph so super rare hits out of two boxes it was insane it's like 30 bucks or spot or something 33 and uh a couple of people got some sweet cards for that, which is really cool, uh, really cool. And with that being said, this week we have a few budget breaks left. So on the far right, I'm sorry, Nate. My plans to open 2019 Top Series 2 Hanger and Blaster Boxes tomorrow. My bad. But sometimes, you know, baseball is kicking off. I'm in Florida. You're up there. I just got to do it. So uh, if you all want, join in on that. Let's see if we can get those Series 2 gold or uh, foil of – Fernando Tatis. Last
1: time, last time we ripped, we hit a Fernando Tatis base, and then a card in the middle, and then a Fernando Tatis 150 stamp. We
0: did, we did. So how about this time? I hit a gold and one up you. I like it. Do it. Let's do it. Uh, Okay. So then we also have 2020 Prism EPL cereal boxes, which is I think like eight spots left in that. And then we have uh, nine packs left of the 2019 Prism EPL hobby, which is the first production run of uh, Prism EPL including Phil Foden's rookie card, although it doesn't have the rookie logo. It still sells super well. Christian Pulisic, Mo Salah. There's a lot of other great EPL players uh, in that set that are sought after and Marcus Rashford and Color Blast and Kaboom's uh, really, really cool set with a high odds of getting number parallels because of the low production run for the first year, which is great. Uh, always like that. All right, so that's slapsocks.com shop. Those all break tomorrow, so you don't have to wait a week to see them get open. They break tomorrow. If you want to join in on the last few spots, we'd appreciate that a lot. Or share it with some friends that like soccer or baseball cards as well. Question. Now we're at the point where you all should submit some questions to the live. What up, Nate? Consider me an idiot about soccer cards. Sure. Why
1: did they choose English Premier League and not like... Or did they?
0: Did they do France League cards or German League cards? or? So, so first off, Fran- France League is terrible outside of... PSG, so they don't make Fran- French League cards. Like It's called Liga 1. I okay. might say that wrong, but I think it's Liga 1. Uh, they do make Italian cards, Serie A, but that's in a chronicle set where it comes like the three mini boxes. One's an EPL, one's a La Liga, and then one's a Serie A for Italy. They are just introducing Mosaic for La Liga. But as Tom Am says, EPL is king. English Premier League is by far the biggest league in all soccer club league. Uh, La Liga is way up there. Bundesliga has tops. What Kron, about like Real, Real, Madrid. Real Madrid, Real Madrid and, and Barcelona and are in La Liga, places. the Spanish league? Okay, but uh, Bundesliga is uh, the German league, which they have made tops Chrome Bundesliga for the last two years. Now it's also a license deal because Panini has got the EPL, and they also have La Liga, but Tops has got Champions League, which combines a bunch of different ones of those, and also uh, Bundesliga. So that's why you don't necessarily see all these other um all these other ones. PSG and Lilly are worth making a Chrome League One set. So, you know, if you think about it, Bundesliga's got a few really nice teams. If the French league has got PSG, and now this Lily team, I think, is above them right now on the table. Uh, I hope it, I didn't say that super wrong. Lille it's probably something really like French. L I L L E, that's what I will say. All right. There's a lot of questions coming in. So submit your questions and we'll get to them right now for the next uh, 20 or so minutes. Any thoughts on the 2006 World Cup soccer box? So we happen to have one of those for Slap breaks. break. So we are holding on to one just so everyone knows. Um, I love the set. You got some of the best players of all time in that set. The first time we opened a box, we hit all of the cards. We hit the Messi and the Ronaldo. Um not much more to say. That's one of the first international, like actual card sets made for World Cup. I think it was the very first for the World Cup set uh, lineage. So very, very important box for soccer. Nate, if you see any, just pull them up and go for it. Okay. Uh, thoughts on Christian Pulisic? Uh, he scored this past week I actually watched the game, the Chelsea game, and they got uh, taken out. I think. As soccer grows, as USA demand grows, Christian Pulisic grows. As the USA team gets better for 2022 and 2026, you know, there's no reason why he won't grow with that. As long as he stays healthy, he's been inj- injured quite a bit, though. So, or hold O'Connor, Definitely hold, Um, Obviously,
1: you all saw it last month. Maybe you didn't all see it. But yesterday, he hit. A 400, like 60, 150-something foot, foot home run uh, at 150 miles per hour exit velocity, and also threw a 101 mile per hour pitch in the same inning. Um, in case you're wondering, that's probably never been done before in the history of baseball, and uh, that's the type of stuff that's not on trees, neither the exit velocity, or distance, or the ability to throw a one. The fact that he can do both. Um, if he can get 150 innings, 100 innings in the year, and be a you know mid-threes ERA guy, and if he can, hit, you know, two seventy, two eighty with a forty-three, fifty on base, and like a five hundred second, eight fifty OPS type of guy, you're looking at probably a ten win above replacement player, maybe a nine eight at the very least. And if you're an eight win above replacement player. You're probably pretty close to being the MVP, depending on what, like Mike Trout or some random other really, really good player in the American League does. But, you know, Lindor is gone. Mookie Betts is gone now. So um, outside of Trout, it's pretty, pretty wide open uh, for the American League. You know, no Tatis, no Juan Soto, no Ronald Acuna, no Christian Yelich. National League is stacked. And so um,
0: I would hold. I would definitely hold. Uh, Nate, let me sauce you a really quick thing here that you should not take too long to respond to, but what about selling a few and holding a few because what if he does get injured again?
1: That's he, did, he
0: He did just jump maybe two and a half per, times in the last like month and a half to two months. So what you're saying is hedge your bets, defend
1: yourself. Yeah, that's always a good idea because Otani has not shown he can stay healthy yet. And, I mean, it would be the same if a guy like Nick Senzel – blew up and you're like, man, I really love this guy for the future. Well, he's been injured for like four of the last four years. If, if you got an injury prone guy and he explodes, yeah, sell a couple and then hold on to the rest and see what happens. If you're playing with house money at that point, if you can still, if you sell enough where you cover what you bought, you're good. And then the rest is either you sell at a lower point, but you still make, that's all profit
0: or you sell higher and make more profit. (laughs) When can we send Nate to Europe? I'm assuming so he can learn understand the soccer leagues. Uh, Nate can hop on his computer and understand the soccer leagues. But you can send me to Europe. We'll hit and, up the bars. And, uh, s- send me there too, and we'll go to some soccer games and uh, do I'll, some I'll soccer. I'll probably program.
1: get beat up because I'll call it soccer.
0: <laughs> that football.
1: I'll be. I'll be like, look at that. Look at that
0: soccer guy kick that ball. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh when does holland come to select i'm assuming like a select set for soccer cards uh fingers crossed that he does come to select in the next issue which i hope they don't tie to the euro which would be you know four years from now so they shouldn't um i would not be surprised if they make prism world cup and select world cup and you never know maybe optic world cup and mosaic world cup try to capitalize as much as possible on the World Cup when the time comes because of how much soccer demand there is and will be. Uh, we've only seen Prism World Cup in the past. There's never been another Select or Optic or any of that stuff. Um, now we have seen a Prism Euro. Uh, then they did Select Euro preview for 2020. And I would not be surprised if uh, this summer they come up with like a Prism Euro set or something on the fly. Uh, but I really do hope we see Holland and Select set soon because I love Select and Holland's a stud. Now uh, he didn't make it into the Euro set. Norway didn't qualify at the time, and they also didn't qualify after they they produced that set, so they didn't put him in there. But hopefully, in the next one. All right. For basketball cards, if you submit to CSG, what will the price difference be from PSA? So let's like talk. Let's talk about before PSA suspended their services. Um. With that being said, keep in mind that you cannot actually submit to PSA at these prices right now. But uh, Molly, thank you for the question. So PSA was taking group submission rates at around $25. You could probably send 25 to 30 bucks. You could send to someone that sends for you. Uh, if you had to submit through their website, it would have been either $50 and then they canceled that. So that was $100. So CSG, it depends on how quick you want it back. But I know it ranged anywhere from like $8 to $25. $8 is going to be like I guarantee that CSG is going to have a huge backlog for the $8 grading. It's going to be like six months to over that probably pretty soon here. Um, But you definitely have to pay up a little bit more to get the quicker grading, which could be between 25 and I think like $75 about. So uh, go on to CSG's website, though and look up CSG grading rates and that will definitely solve that question for you more so than me just assuming or guessing. Jason
1: Mingus stock up now or wait, Aaron. How much cheaper is the Jason Dominguez PSA ten Bowman Chrome PSA ten than Wander Franco?
0: It's probably like a hundred bucks more. It, it's not. It's not. It is. It is in fact cheaper. But how much cheaper? Oh, it's cheaper. Yeah. The only reason why I said that so people don't think I'm an idiot is because of the population report and the amount that have been graded. That's the only reason why I said it because there's been like eight thousand Wander Franco's graded, and I imagine maybe like two thousand Jason Dominguez. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like fifty bucks. Twenty-five.
1: Twenty-five, and. Like Aaron said, that popular population report is going to rise. is going to rise in the next couple months because there is a lot of cards that are about to get graded by PSA. And he hasn't done anything yet. Are we all excited about his skills? Yes. Wander Franco is the number one prospect in baseball and is $25 more expensive. I know pop reports and stuff. All that screams to me is that Jason Dominguez's market, for as excited as people are, and I know, and we all know that hype sells cards more than production, um, I think 275 is a bit too healthy for the Jason Dominguez market, all things considered. And um, I would wait on stocking up and maybe let the hype die down a little bit. Uh season gets going on, minor league season hasn't started. Hopefully his prices will drop a little bit, especially as as
0: pop pop report keeps rising, and then buy in. I personally love Rainbow Foils and hate that they keep upping the production so much. I don't like that either because I do love them as well. But do you think earlier years of Rainbow Foils for the big rookies will still hold good value? I think they'll hold great value. If anything, they'll rise because of that. I mean, we see that with as production goes up so much on silver prisms, on revolution, whatever you want out of that, base cards even in revolution. Whatever you see like when a set starts to get really big and production increases, the previous year's set's go up even more than because people realize the scarcity understand what players are in what sets and they attract to that so i think it's a great hold if you have foils of let's say acuna psa 10 sort psa 10 beautiful cards i pulled an acuna foil psa 10 great at myself i bought a jumbo box on black friday for 80 uh yeah you heard that right tops update jumbo box for 80 dollars uh on black friday i think like 2018 or 19 at uh, 18 probably yeah, it was definitely 18. And uh, I graded the foil for $8 and got a 10 and I sold for 170. So uh, shame on me for that. But sweet card. And here we go. One more here. So Kevin, well, we got a lot more actually. Kevin, I'm new to the hobby as a huge collector in the 80s. I'm blown away. I'm blown away how you can keep track of all these new cards and all the variations. Uh, hey, Kevin, I appreciate that. And I definitely feel for anyone coming back into the hobby that did not grow up with the new cards because – Man, there's a steep learning curve. Nate, imagine walking in today not knowing anything and watching this video. It'd be tough. It'd It'd be tough. tough. And with that being said, if you're new to this right now and you're watching this video, Slab Socks 101 YouTube playlist will help you an insane amount. We walk through so many different sets, so many different information about new cards, old cards. Uh, We'll have a little bit about old cards and uh, a lot about the hobby. So please check that out if you're new. I do apologize if there are terms we're using that you might not be familiar with, but uh, there's always a way to learn. So that's great. And, and there's a lot. Um, something to be
1: said about us keeping track of variations. Obviously, we've had, and, and brands and stuff. Obviously, we've had years and we look at prices every night because it's our job. That being said, um, just go on to eBay. You know, follow what other people said, but just go on to eBay and look stuff up, you know. Um, look up tops chrome and look up top series two and look at the price differences and all that stuff, and you'll start remembering it and learning organically, yeah, um, without having
0: needing anybody to teach you anything. I agree, and I also do think that like the best way to get that down is through trial and then some error just comes with that. But you you have to be rating Cardboard Connection and the different checklists and the different parallels per set if you go to cardboardconnection.com. Phenomenal resource. Can I tell you how many times I've used that in my last 12 years of collecting? Um, go into there, look up a set, look up a year, see what sets come from each year. I mean, there's so much learning to be had. You just need to be in the right spots. Cardboard connection, great place. Reference eBay off of that. You can go to SlabSox 101 because we show you how to use both of those, actually. them PSA pop reports. Like, There's really a lot to learn between those three resources. It's, it gets a lot easier the more you do it, too. And it's a good thing to point out, again, like we started out at the beginning,
1: Uh, you can go and you can learn the variations and you'll probably say to yourself, you know, Mother's Day pink out of 50, that's better than a black out of 67. When in fact, blacks go for more expensive because it's the whole return on investment thing that we had at the beginning of this um, YouTube live. And, uh, you know, there's various steps to learn. But if you just submerse, if you take, what would you say? 30 minutes a night, instead of nighttime reading, take 30 minutes to look at eBay and go through Cardboard Connection. and Just pick one set. If you're interested in baseball or you're interested in basketball, start with you know 2021 PRISM and then move to 2020 PRISM and then 2019 and then maybe move on to Optic and then move on to Select or something and just learn one by one.
0: Yeah, and I'm serious. If you do an 8 set, you go and you start looking at 2012 PRISM basketball when it was first made, compare that to 2019 PRISM, the last set that's been actively graded because the new set just came out like two week, a week ago, um, you'll really see – A world's difference year over year over year over year you'll see you know one year production doubles we assume based off of psa population reports the next year it triples you know that type of thing like very interesting stuff oh and one last thing um who was that for uh
1: that was for kevin oh kevin kevin one last thing (laughs) pwcc.com market price research tool uh is your friend if you use that, you can look back for fifteen years, um, as long as you you know type in what you want. Twenty nineteen Prism um, Zion Williamson, blah blah blah, <laughs> uh, crack, uh, pink ice or whatever PSA yeah. ten, and you'll get that, and you can track the prices for
0: as far back as it goes. Agreed. Um, okay, playoff basketball equals modern basketball rise. I've been thinking a lot about this recently, thinking about the cyclical nature of the sports card market. And we have seen kind of a soft basketball market, especially the modern, even the the vintage stuff took a dip um over the last like three, two months, I'd say January, end of January, scorching hot. Uh, the last two months, very cool compared to that. I do think that we'll see a modern basketball rise going to the playoffs. Um I think excitement always has to be high to capture attention. And I just don't think that excitement was that high between, you know, the middle of the season after the all-star game, people are just kind of like, yeah, you know, basketball. But once that excitement starts to come and you start to see playoff seedings and matchups and storylines start to get ridden and people start to add to their legacy, like that's when people try to cash in on getting those guys before that starts to happen. So I'd imagine a month and a half before well actually i should say like a month because we're just about there uh maybe in the next few weeks i think we would start to see an uptick i'm not saying that for sure um i just think that it's it's either then or it's going to the next season um it's definitely not after the season it's probably not gonna dip much it might dip for certain players quite a bit but it's i, I couldn't imagine from right now it'd be much lower over the summer unless it spikes really really hard in the playoffs but i don't envision our bubble like situation happening this year Hey, a uh, quick question. Did you see the Sam Darnold trade? Today? I did see the Sam Darnold trade a second round pick fourth round and 6th round. It seemed like so a second and fourth in
1: 2023 and, or no, no, no. 2022 and a sixth round in 2021. I mean, what is that? That's like a paper bag with a sandwich in it for a return, right? Pretty much. I mean, second round is nice, but a sixth rounder this year and a fourth rounder a year in advance. Yeah. But the second um, round is
0: a, a year from now too.
1: Yeah. And not, not that big of a deal. Uh, So for me, if I'm, you know, if I'm like a team like the Bears and I'm prepared to run into the year with Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, I'm probably kicking myself for not least trying for Sam Darnold for that price. I'd way rather have
0: Sam Darnold for that package. At at least you have the upside.
1: I mean, look at the Jets. I saw they were ranked in Sam Darnold's three years. They were ranked 11th, 2nd, and 10th in worst luck for offensive injuries. So they had like the 11th, 10th, and 2nd most offensive injuries in football in his three years. They had Adam Gase, who's the world's worst coach. And his top wide receiver that entire time was like Robbie Anderson, who I think is now on the Panthers, actually. But still, uh, Robbie Anderson was like his top wide receiver. Now you get to move to a team that has Christian McCaffrey, who's better than any player he's ever played with. Robbie Anderson still, I think. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Samuel, if he's still there, um, and I don't know if he is, um, but it's just it's it's a hundred percent a better situation for him than the Jets were. And while it's still not like a great situation, you're not moving to like the Bears who had uh, Mooney and um, Allen Robinson. You got Christian McCaffrey, which is a very nice security blanket.
0: Yeah, but I mean. Teddy Bridgewater, what's going to happen there, too? It's interesting. Well, I just
1: think they realized that he wasn't the guy to lead them anywhere, so you might as well go young.
0: I mean, I, I agree with it. I agree with it. Nate, great to hear your thoughts on Bowman Platinum and the top prospect cards like the Wander Franco. I'm assuming that's what the question was on. So I assume it's Bowman Platinum top prospect cards. Oh, so top, top prospects from one,
1: Bowman Platinum. One and the same. Oh, um, yeah. This kind of goes back to my – talk about tops heritage earlier and i just don't think the baseball market's big enough where you can support bowman chrome product tops flagship product tops chrome product and then the secondary tiers which would be your bowman platinum and your tops finest and your tops heritage and oh wait well tops heritage is like in a second tier of its own i was gonna say that and then third tier would be bowman platinum tops finest Bowman's best. stadium club Allen and Ginter, you know, all that stuff. Allen and Ginter is kind of a weird niche thing on its own because it's got like the random egg cards and the Bitcoin cards and like the Post Malone autographs, right? Is, are yeah, people taste that
0: for different reasons.
1: Yeah. Um, it's not really a complete baseball product, so maybe I should take it out of that list. But that being said, I just don't think there's enough interest yeah. to really yeah. spike, spike the prices spike on that. that. So going back to Aaron's return on investment, Yes. I do think if you buy Bowman Platinum cards of the right guy, you will make a return on your investment. Probably a decently healthy one. That being said, if you sunk the same amount of money or put a little bit more money forward and bought a Bowman Chrome card of a guy, you would make significantly more.
0: Talking in a situation like this, but instead of spending $10 on top 100 prospect, you spend $10 on Bowman Platinum. Yeah. Similar situation. I, I guarantee you... The $10 on Bowman Platinum would return you much less than 500%. Yeah, it'd be even worse than that, probably. I agree. How important is it for Holland's market that Norway qualifies for Euros and World Cup tournaments in the near future? So they did not qualify for the Euro for this summer. I do not know what what their standing is right now for World Cup for 2022. imagine that they have a decent shot to make it. Um, I think it's important, but only as important as it is how he plays in Champions League because I feel like, well, it's it's so important to play in those World Cups. I think it'd be actually pretty devastating if Norway didn't make it with Holland. Also, I heard he could say that he could play for England, but instead he opted for Norway. I don't know if someone can take that back, but if I asked him, I'd be like, shoot, I want to go to England like right now. England's loaded. Uh, I I think if he keeps on dominating Champions League and like setting records for most goal scoring and that, I think they will definitely carry his market very far. But it is pretty important to be in that World Cup. That's a big, 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 big time event. All right, let's get a few, a couple more here up. Uh, one we thing to point out show. that I
1: think Will Sani said correctly, if I said his last name right, um, make small purchases while you learn. Don't go crazy, and that's a very good point. You know, don't go out and buy. You like Marco Luciano? I wouldn't go out and buy a seven hundred dollar Bowman Chrome Auto of Marco Luciano. Unless you
0: had proportionate money to spending you ten dollars.
1: Unless unless you know you're making absurd amounts of money and seven hundred dollars is like ten dollars to me, then sure, do your thing. Um, but uh I would definitely go out and you know find the brands you like, find the guys you like, and then buy a Bowman chrome of him, buy a prism base of this guy, and then you know, once you start making those small profits, you buy a card for 30 and you sell it for 60 and it gets addicting. And if you learned a little bit along the way. Then I would move my money into larger and larger things. Classic
0: call. All right. One one more here. And then we'll be done for uh, you. Take that one. When do you think?
1: Oh, what? No, go ahead. Read it. When do you think PSA will return? And do you
0: think another grading company could take over as number one? Uh, I think they'll return. Uh, I think they'll probably bring back some submissions in June by and by uh, maybe the end of July. I know if they said July 1 was their plan to bring all services back. I'd assume end of July, beginning of August, they'll have their services back. June, they'll open up like maybe like the $150 grading through them. I don't think any of their companies are going to take over number one in these three months off. There's just there's no way. I mean, do you know? Like, there's gonna be so much work to be done to take over number one. It could take ten years. That's how many cards they have graded. so many cards they still have to grade right now? And that's how big their brand is too.
1: And and here's the thing: PSA has all these. They just got bought for 930 million. They have so many resources behind them, and they have the lo- the logjam of cards. If somebody else were going to take over, they're going to inevitably get a logjam of cards, but not have vast vast amount of resources that they can throw at it yep psa right now is like a mountain that you just have to climb and you can't go through and you can't really move it's just there and i don't think it's going to go anywhere
0: no i mean think about it to become number one you have to be grading volume you have to be providing great secondary market value if you're not grading volume you can't be number one if you can't get people's cards grade who all want them grade, you just can't be number one um I know a PSA is obviously not taking cards right now, so I get it. But that's a three-month layoff to get all their other cards graded. So they're still grading people's cards. Uh, if you can't pledge resources to do all that, like Nate just said, it's it's nearly impossible. It really is. And you might see a couple cards from different grading services sell for more than maybe a PSA 10 here or there. But that does not mean that they're number one. I just want people to know that.
1: My best my best analogy I can say is that this is like starting a race with uh, Usain Bolt, and all you're doing is jockeying for second place because you know you're not going to win. So yeah. SCC and Beckett and HGA and CSG and whoever else in the world is out there trying to start grading companies, they are not uh, trying to surpass PSA because I really think it's an insurmountable object at this point. They're just trying to get second place market share, which is
0: still significant amount of money. I agree. And that's not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing to be the second biggest grain company. You're going to do so well, you know, like if you're second biggest grain company and you actually are, you know, claim because right now I don't think there's really a second Um, Beckett for years was number one. And then I'd say they're number two, but I think they're not doing anything to innovate or make their services better. You know, so I, I don't think that they're willing or deserving to maybe sit in that spot. Just my own opinion. Uh, Please, Beckett Faithfuls, don't try to roast me for that. I've already had that in the past. But uh, y'all, y'all get what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Let's shut it down. That is the show for today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And now this comment's stuck on the screen because I don't know where it is. But uh, <clears throat> thanks, well, everyone, I for what? That's a classic. Oh. Well, you get, you get to see Jonah here to end it. Thank you, Jonah, for the question. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Another great show. 6 p.m. Eastern time next Monday. Same exact time as right now. And don't forget, if you all want to watch some uh, packs get open tomorrow, some breaks go down. Three Top Series 2? Top Series 2. Top Series 2? Yep, 2019 Top Series series 2, 2020 Prism EPL. But we are also also opening our first box of 2020 Prism NBA first off the line. That's already sold out, so I didn't show it today. That's already sold out. Sold out like within a day. Uh, But there are three breaks left. Slapsocks.com slash shop to join for tomorrow. Some budget breaks available. Definitely the cheapest we're able to offer. So get in if you you want to have some fun with us. And uh, we'll see you at 3 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Have a great night. Enjoy the national championship game tonight. I'm very excited. Uh, I was very bummed. I really wanted UCLA to win. I actually would have won my tournament bracket if they did win. But Jalen Suggs is the man. I played against him in high school. And uh, I don't know if I told you Nate before. I'm sure you might have read it. But he's in eighth grade.
1: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. (laughs) Can I admit something? What this is shameful for me to admit. Uh, Saturday, super busy, uh, birthday party and family over at the house, and we were busy. I was in the kitchen doing dishes for like two hours. Completely forgot. Turn on Twitter, and all I see is like eighty tweets in a row about how it was the greatest game in the history of the world. Mate, and I've I never. Can- I've never been more bummed in my entire life about sport, uh, uh, a sporting event that I do not have a rooting interest in than right there when I felt like I had missed i felt like I'd like
0: missed a family member's funeral type of. Nate, thing. check this out. I've not, okay, so all my friends, huge sports fans, you know that. You're we're both huge sports fans. All my friends watch all the games. You missed the game, which I didn't know about until now. My roommate Jared missed the game. And my friend Alan missed the game, so t- three of the biggest sports fans I know all missed the best basketball game I've ever seen in my life. Probably
1: they should not. They should not be putting these games Saturday night before Easter,
0: dude. That's family both- in town. Fiance's dad's birthday. <laughs> they they were both at Easter Vigil uh, Catholic Mass, which is hilarious, and they missed. <laughs> So funny, so funny. I can't, I can't believe that three of my best friends are sports fans too. Missed that game. Oh, uh, it was.
1: I mean, the the sense I got when I went through Twitter and all I saw was that was the best game in the history of the NCAA tournament. I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my
0: goodness.
1: <laughs> I don't all like right. missing history. You know, I got to see Derek Jeter's last hit right when he drove in the winning run. A walk off that was amazing. I've seen a couple other instances like that. This would have been right up there.
0: Yep. Hey, look at it's Rob. I think that's was Rob from the Dallas show. He always watches. Yeah, Rob. It we know. We, we know we're still live. <laughs> he he always watches it after because he can't make it in time to see it live. So he's like, oh, I get to see the last part of it live. But yeah, Rob, we're done right now. So rewind it and rewatch it. Uh, fun time. Fun time. All, All right. right. With that, we're actually done. We're actually done now. See you all next week, Monday, Saturday, Eastern time.